Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Gladiators, Francis Martinez, Director of Psychological Health for the 960th Cyberspace Wing here with a very special guest, uh, Stephen you. Mayfield, the uh, Violence Prevention Integrator for JBSA Lackland. Yes. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for coming out. We really appreciate um, your expertise in this matter. You know, um, we wanted to touch a little bit on, on domestic violence, mm-hmm. um, being that it's, you know, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yes, ma'am. Um, and so when I first came on, I didn't know what the VPI was. And, uh, and so I, I heard about it and, and I reached out to you. I found you uh, through some different channels. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your role and in, in what the VPI um, is? Certainly. So uh, about five years ago, the United States Air Force recognized the need to create a position that focused solely on violence prevention. So the two categories that we focus on is interpersonal violence, which includes sexual assaults, domestic violence that we're talking about uh, with this monthly observance, uh, and also self-directed violence, which is suicide prevention. So we are now the suicide prevention program managers for all non-clinical aspects of suicide prevention. The mental health clinic maintained the clinical uh, portion. And we also focus on those interpersonal violence uh, issues, as we said, domestic violence, sexual assault, etc. Our primary goal is prevention. We want to make sure that we intercede and more importantly, we give people tools to intercede before the violence occurs. Uh, It's a a better concept and it's better for the United States Air Force as a whole if we can prevent those issues from occurring. And I think, you know, domestic violence, um, it's kind of taboo, right? You know, suicide is taboo, domestic violence. No one wants to talk about these issues. As far as talking about it, all aspects of violence, nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, And obviously part of that is there's illegalities that go along with that. You know, it's those violence issues uh, to stalk someone, to sexually assault someone uh, is illegal to domestically abuse someone, there there are legalities that go with that. So a lot of people sort of step back because of those legalities and those legal issues. But in our program, we encourage wingmanship. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want uh, everyone that if you see something, say something, do something, okay? And it doesn't uh, have to be something enormous that you do or something elaborate It might just be the fact that you walk up to the person you perceive to be the victim and be supportive of them. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's that it's that wingman concept. You come alongside them uh, as a wingman and make sure that they're okay. Communicate with them. Yeah. Offer that that support. Offer support. Right? Uh, we also do a great deal in our classes and across uh, JBSA making sure that people know how to contact the appropriate resource. Right. Uh, those resources are there. Uh, let's focus on domestic violence. A uh, number of resources across JBSA to assist those persons who are, and I hate using the V word, uh, but those persons who are victims of domestic violence, we have resources all across uh, Joint Base San Antonio to assist them. Now, I know um, you guys do a lot of training and classes. Um, Is it geared specifically towards units or wings, or do you have family outreach or um, spousal outreach? We do. Outstanding that you mentioned that because I'm teaching uh, a class for key spouses tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we we partnered with the Military and Family Readiness Center to make sure that key spouses had the knowledge and the tools that they would need to support, uh, once again, that wingman concept to support uh, family members that may be going through domestic violence, sexual assault, uh, maybe having suicidal ideations. You know, so we make sure that uh, we reach out to those family members as well. Okay. And I don't think some people, I mean, before, um, you know, this month happened and I did my research on domestic violence um, because I'm not an expert in violence, you know, um, unless it's, you know, self-inflicted. Um, but I saw about one in four women are affected by domestic violence. Yes, uh, the statistics are alarming. And then the throw in the phenomenon of COVID-19. Right. Okay, where now we have perhaps uh, relationships that aren't uh, going well and the individuals in that relationship are spending all day together now mm-hmm. where one of them used to uh, be gone for for eight hours. And if the commander had an extra project for him, maybe 12. Right. But now uh, we're seeing more and more that uh, that familiarity and that proximity uh, is causing uh, persons to experience more uh, domestic violence incidents. Yes. And I don't think people realize, right, it's not always the females that are the victims. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because we painstakingly uh, include that in our curriculum. Uh, that it's not always the females that are that are the victims, uh, you know, and in some of our scenarios, when we mention them in the class, you know, people may scoff or they may laugh. And and we have to say, hey, uh, guys get abused, too, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it may not be physical. It may be psychological, but it's still that uh, domestic at you know, those psychological things are uh, can be as violent as a physical abuse situation. Yeah. So um, it, the U.S. is reporting about one in nine men are affected by domestic violence right. or interpersonal violence. And then here's the other part that goes along with that. I'm, I'm a man. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if I'm being domestically abused and 
I'm a man. Am I going to say anything? Who am I going to share that with? Right. Who uh, am I going to uh, sort of, hate to use the word, belittle myself and my manhood and say, yeah, my wife hit me over the head with a frying pan yesterday, you know, <laughs> or I, I'm not going to do that. And it's it's sort of unfortunate. So in our classes, and I have I have uh, two teammates, and and both of them are female, but we painstakingly include in our classes uh, what I call role reversal scenarios, uh, where the person who is being abused is the male in a male female relationship, and um, so. The DOD has a report out. They don't have the 2019 data, but the most recent data is the 2018 data. Right. About 16,000, a little over 16,700 um, reported cases of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. it's, it's enormous. Right. Uh, interpersonal violence within itself across the United States Air Force and across the Department of Defense is an enormous problem. Uh, and we try to get leaders at all levels to uh, understand the problematic situation that that it creates and how it's going to sort of impact uh, their mission accomplishment. We really focus on welfare of each and every individual, both active duty guard, reserve, and family members it is paramount to us accomplishing the mission of the Air Force. Uh, there could just be one instance in a large organization, and that instance could bleed over and affect uh, numerous people within that organization. Right. And, you know, weapons always have something to to do with um, domestic violence, right? Um, it said about you know five hundred percent increase of homicide um, if there is a weapon in the home. Um, what are what is your take on? on Very that? true, and uh, the United States Air Force, in its infinite wisdom, has created a program uh, for. Uh, controlling those weapons. And I'm glad you asked because I'm going to offer this to, to your wing. Uh, we have a large supply of gun locks. Right. Okay. Uh, the acronym uh, that the Air Force came up with this year is Go, go Slow. slow. <laughs> you see, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. You know, you secure those and lock those weapons up. And the the concept is really based upon uh, when you're in those heated situations, be it domestic violence or be it uh, you're considering harming yourself. The fact that there is a lock on that weapon uh, is very, very important. It gives you, I call it the, the moment of intercession, mm -hmm. right? Gives you that moment where you can say, I'm not going to do this. It gives you that moment of clarity yeah. to make that decision, That's right? right? Yeah. Kind of rationalizes it. It's not emotional. Right. Takes, that, takes the emotion out. You have a moment to actually rationalize and think, it, is this a rational move I'm about to make? Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so for your wing right now, I'm offering you some gun locks. We have some and we need to start distributing more. This is another impact of COVID-19. Yeah. We got them. And then we went into our own sequestration, so to speak. And uh, if you guys have folks who need gun locks or want some gun locks, I can provide those to you. Yeah, we'll because, definitely get those. Because it's very, very important. Like I said, not only in domestic violence situations, but also in those situations where a person is considering self-harm. Okay. Yeah. And um, 87% of uh, military spouses, whether it be male or female, um, didn't report any domestic violence. Um, the fear of, you know, the service member um, getting in trouble, getting kicked out, um, and then them ultimately losing, you know, their financial uh, stability. Yeah, that's that's a, a aspect of uh, what we're seeing with respect to the whole spectrum of violence. Uh, my first 13 years of active duty, I was I was a cop. So I realized that my perspective is different from others. Uh, and when I teach classes, I have to take that into consideration that there are people out there who are not going to self-disclose. Uh, and that's unfortunate because some of the rationale that they use uh, is really sort of prevailing when this is what I heard, uh, not what I what the real deal is. Uh, I know people with security clearances who have uh, been implicated in incidents, perhaps perhaps not interpersonal violence or self-directed violence, who have gone on to be chief master sergeants in the United States Air Force colonels in the Air Force. So some of the, I might lose my security clearance or I might lose my job, uh, perhaps is not valid. Now, I can't say that's 100% because I have, I used to be a superintendent of a mental health clinic and I have uh, seen people who have lost their jobs because of their, their mental health diagnoses. So, but for me, the bottom line always comes down to the health and welfare of the individual and the family. Uh, and I'll just use myself again as a real quick example. My first 13 years in the Air Force, I was a law enforcement canine handler. Loved it. Just absolutely loved it. Happened to uh, uh, make uh, Master Sergeant real quick. And the Air Force said, ah, we're going to retrain you. And I was like, I'm not sure I want that to happen. <laughs> okay. But uh, I retrained and, and uh, ended up becoming a mental health technician. As a matter of fact, I was the superintendent of the mental health clinic here at uh, Wilford Hall before they made the building all pretty and I can't find nothing in there anymore. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I was the the superintendent at, the, at, at Wilford Hall. And truthfully, the retrain uh, sort of catapulted me to the positions that I've had uh, up till now. So uh, that uh, impact on my security clearance 
or that impact on my current job, uh, that may be an opening of a door that solidifies your future in the United States Air Force and beyond. Mm -hmm. So we try to make sure that people know, uh, yeah, I, I loved what I was doing as well. But uh, the retrain catapulted me to where I am today. And I'm sure you wouldn't change it. No, no. Loving it. Loving what I'm doing now. Uh, loved what I did uh, in, in the mental health clinic. Uh, you know, and uh, to go all the way back, loved what I did as a, as a law enforcement canine handler. You know, but truthfully, I was just uh, a uh, therapist with a weapon. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing as a cop. And so, you know, how do we um, as, you know, professionals in the field really open the door and make it a safe environment for people to seek help and want to get help and raise that awareness? Could be a difficult proposition. Uh, I'll just share what I did uh, uh when I was in the mental health clinic, number one, I'm going to be totally honest with the person that comes in. Are there perhaps ramifications? Yeah. Uh, are all those ramifications negative? No. All right. Number two, uh, I always operate uh, what motivates me to do this job right now, which I hope is my last roundup, you know, <laughs> after 23, 23 years. What motivates me to do this job is I believe in the inherent goodness of people, right? Even evil people, because there are some out there, okay? Uh, but somewhere within them, there's goodness, Somewhere within them, there's potential. And, you know, 46 years affiliated with the Air Force, somewhere within them is a valuable contribution to the United States Air Force and to our nation. And doing the job that I do, uh, I'm trying to find that. I know it's in there. You know, it's, it's like the 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 guy digging through the through the horse manure and saying, I know there's a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's that's what I that's what what I focus on somewhere within them. Uh, there is that potential that needs to be pulled out and being an old soldier, an old airman. Uh, it's going to benefit the United States Air Force. And uh, those people that are seeking help, you know, um, what resources do we have um, on base um, that families can can um, seek help? Here across JBSA, we have a number of resources. I wish I'd have brought all the phone numbers with me. Uh, we do have our family advocacy folks. Uh, we do have our behavioral health slash mental health clinic uh, that people can can uh, seek out uh, assistance. Uh, they can actually contact uh, the violence prevention integrator because uh, we're about prevention. So we can't counsel or, or treat, but we'll act as a referral agency to get them to the right, to the right person. Okay. And, and so the gladiators know, 
Um, I have for all the GSUs, I do have, I just uploaded in our uh, Microsoft Teams channel um, resources for all family family advocacy um, across our units. So yeah. everything is there. It was uploaded this morning um, in addition to mental health resources. So. That's great. Uh, every class we have been adamant, uh, you know, we do the the uh, prevention classes for sexual assault prevention as well as suicide prevention. And myself and my my two teammates, Ms. Marlo Bearden and Ms. Tanya Lee, uh, every PowerPoint educational presentation we put together, <clears throat> excuse me, starts out with available resources across JBSA. And uh, we, we were adamant that uh, that that be slide number one. Mm -hmm. And I've actually had classes where I'm getting ready to teach. And because slide number one is the helping agencies that people have said, Mr. Mayfield, I, I, I need to step out. And they have gone to those helping agencies. So we were adamant that we're going to make sure in our classes that uh, helping agencies are slide number two, right after this is the annual training. Okay. Um, so a reminder to uh, gladiators, we are having a wing competition for domestic violence uh, 5K. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so um, it's going to be running through uh, October 16th through the 31st. Uh, we did one for um, Suicide Prevention Month. We had really great uh, participation. So I'm hoping that uh, with domestic violence, we'll have, you know, equal or even greater participation. So please send me in your pictures. Um, Mr. Mayfield, I want to thank you for coming today, um, introducing yourself to our wing and, you know, really shedding some light on, on this difficult uh, topic. Certainly. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, anything that I can do to support all of the wings at uh, JBSA Lackland. Lackland is my base. Uh, the other two ladies handle the other two major locations. Uh, anything that I can do, uh, I'm at your service. Well, thank you. And if you're needing help with domestic violence, uh, please contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-SAFE, um, or you can reach out to your local uh, family advocacy. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day. Mm -hmm.